We're going to begin in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. I didn't repeat that for you, but I'm, I'm going to be putting this on podcast, so I just started it. So I wanted to, wanted to get it started. If you, if you, for some reason, or someone that wasn't here today would like to get that, you can get it on podcast. Uh, you can go to Spotify or, or uh, uh, Anchor Broadcast, and it'll be on there. As a matter of fact, we'll be, I'll be putting it on my Facebook page today. So if you know someone that wasn't here, and they don't want to watch the whole thing on Facebook, they can just go and listen to me preach. Whichever is better. I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this, on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, fear not, to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today, and we pray that, God, you would open our hearts and our minds to be able to receive of your word this morning. And God, we would just thank you and give you the praise and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to just really speak for a few moments today about something we are, we are entering into a Christmas season. And over the last couple years, we have had, it seems like every holiday has been different than it has been. Why? Because there, are, there is so much turmoil going on with uh, you know, with COVID and all the all the different things, and and we don't know whether you know it's safe to 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 hold uh, you know our gatherings or whatever. But we live in a day that is full of fear. Yeah. Yes. And the problem is, is that every one of us, I don't care who we are, we we have to deal with this. This thing that we call fear. And the Bible speaks of it many times over and over and over again. Why? Because God knows that we're all prone to fear. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not, I'm not afraid of nothing. Well, that person is probably afraid of more than what, <laughs> what the average person is. Because you wouldn't make that statement because that's really a prideful statement. And you know what? 
pride is is has fear embedded in it. That's right. Yes. There are things that you do that not that is unknowing to yourself that you do, and there are things that in your subconscious that's really a fear that you have that you're that paralyzes you in many things. And that fear, you see the Bible speaks of it many times because it's that fear that will keep you from really doing what God wants you to do in your life. Amen. And God was ready to to bring about, think of this, God was ready to bring about the Christ child and was ready to change this world. What what you read in Matthew chapter 1 and chapter 2 actually changed this world that we are living in today. Did you know that? The birth of the Savior changed the world. And it was never the same after. Why? Because we, we saw that the Savior of mankind was born, Emmanuel, God, that means God with us. God had to come in the flesh. We call that the incarnate. He came in the flesh. He was always fully God, but He was always fully man. Brother Russ talked about that some in Sunday school this morning, that he experienced all the, every temptation. And you might say today, well, you know, he was Jesus, and so he never experienced the things that I did. Yes, he did. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that he was tempted at all points just as we are. He experienced pain. He experienced what hunger was. He experienced what thirst was. He experienced what uh, embarrassment was. He experienced being rejected. He experienced everything that we experienced. The Bible says that he had to experience those things. Why? Because he was going to pay the price for all of those things that we might be able to overcome this world. And you see, that's what the Scripture tells us. It doesn't say that anybody is going to live a perfect life and that anybody is going to be... Uh, we're all subject to walking in these in these bodies and in the flesh that, that we've been given. But Jesus said, those that are overcomers will be part in the kingdom of God. That's what Revelation says. To all those that are overcomers, overcomers of this life and everything that's in it. Well, I said that to say this. That the very thing that will keep you from accomplishing that is the fear that you have in your life. And when we come to Christ, we come to Him with, with our fears. And this was a time in, in, that, that there was great fear. Everyone was afraid. Everyone is af- was afraid. As a matter of fact, if you turn with me over to uh, the Gospel of Luke... When we're looking at the the same account in Luke chapter 1, we call these the the fear knots of Christmas. The fear knots of Christmas. And Brother Russ was was teaching on on, uh, Zacharias. And there was a promise that was given to Zacharias. See, in verse 5 it says, There was in the days of Herod, the the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. Now it brings up Herod there. And I'm going to tell you, Herod Herod was afraid. 
Yes, he was. We know from the Bible that Herod, he was fearful. Why? Because he was afraid of losing his kingdom. And that, there was a constant... You think we have political battles today, and we really do. But let me tell you, they had real political battles back then. And there was a lot of stuff about politics that was going on at this time. This, when we read actually about the accounts of the, of the coming of Jesus the first time, there was a lot of things just like they are today. There was a lot of political pressure... A lot of cultural pressure. A lot of physical pressure. There was a lot of things that were going on. This is the very same thing that's, that's going on today. And so we know it's a very good time for Him to come back again. Because the conditions are just about the same. And it says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the, the commandments and ordinances of the, of the Lord, blameless. You see, these were the father and mother of John the Baptist. God was about to bring forth a prophet, one of the last Old Testament prophets, that would prophesy and be the light of the coming of the Lord. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren and they both were now well stricken in years. They were old. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, he was a priest and he was a good one. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the same time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he, tr he was troubled and fear fell upon him. What happened? Fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of, of uh, Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the, to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. These are glad tidings. Amen? You know what the gospel is? The gospel is the glad tidings of God, the good news of God, that Christ has come, and that Christ has, has uh, risen and, and saved us from our sins. That's the good news. And so we see that in this, Zacharias couldn't understand what was going on. And so what did the angel say? The angel said, fear not. Fear not. Because I am doing something. 
Fear not. Because what is about to come forth from your loins is going to, the the world is going to rejoice because he is going to come and he is going to be the forerunner and he is going to be the one that that, uh, prophesies actually the the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God as as he noted it. Fear not, Zacharias. Fear not. Because I am with thee. Fear not, he said. To Mary as well. Because she didn't understand all these things as well. And think, think about this. She was probably a very young, young woman. Getting ready to be married to probably the, the man of her dreams. And the angel of the Lord comes and says, what? Fear not, because you're going to be with child and it's not going to be from Joseph. Fear not, he says in verse 30. Fear not. To the shepherds that came when Christ was born, don't be afraid of what you see God doing. But there was one that needed to really hear that, and that was Joseph. He needed to hear that, fear not. Because he had to really fear not when he heard that as he had been making the plans for their future and getting ready, why? Because I'm sure that Mary was probably the, 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 his dream And he was making plans for a future that he thought that he was going to live with her for a long time because she was young and, and they would have many children, which I believe that they, they probably did, and that, that everything was going to go real well with his life. And you see, that's what God does many times when we think we have our life all planned out and what God is going to do in our life. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in and He changes everything. And He didn't only do that with Joseph's life. He does it with everybody's life. But He comes in and He changes everything and turns it upside down. And everything changes when you understand who Jesus is. And when you give your life to Jesus, everything begins to change. And when he discovered this, everything was beginning to change. And suddenly, what he thought, all of his world came crashing down. Yes. Amen. Because he really didn't believe that this was something that was supernatural. Praise the Lord. You see, fear not are for times when we feel like Joseph. Fear not for times when we feel like Joseph did. And God knew that Joseph was going to go through these feelings and through all these emotions. And if we turn back to Matthew chapter 1, that fear not. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she found 
she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. That fear not comes when everything changes. And Joseph had begun to conclude in verse 20. It says, but while he thought in these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. What he was beginning to think on these things, he had been in himself beginning to conclude that Mary had been immoral. You see, we a lot of times come to the wrong conclusions about a lot of different things. We as people are very opinionated and and we make quick opinions of people and their character and and everything about them. We We are a people that are always looking at others and we make snap judgments on what everybody else is thinking and I've I've heard people say before well I know that that person was just thinking that about me how did you know that person was thinking that you didn't know that well I just knew what they were thinking really or I just know what they did and you begin to conclude things in your own mind and let me tell you your mind Especially when you allow it to do what Joseph did. He obviously had spent much time thinking about these things. Isn't it strange how your mind will begin to run wild when you allow it to? I heard somebody say the other day, one of the worst things about having insomnia is you lay and your mind continues to think about everything else other than than, uh, uh, things that you should be thinking on. And possibly that's what's causing your insomnia. Is because you've allowed yourself to begin to rehearse and to think about all the things that you shouldn't be even thinking about. And I'm sure that that was probably happening to Joseph. He was beginning to think about all these things. And and he was, as he thought on them, he was thinking them about the one that he loved. And as he was forming this conclusion, no wonder Jesus had a warning. Jesus had a warning for each and every one of us, and that's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. He said, judge not, lest you be judged. Be careful how you're judging people, and be careful how you look at other people, because you will be judged with the same measure that you judge everybody else. Many people run to judge even the motives of what other people are doing. Have you ever been in that place where, where you were trying to do good for somebody and, and there was always somebody that was judging the motives that you had to, to, to maybe help somebody out? While Joseph was worrying, listen closely, while Joseph was worrying, God was working. And during the time that you're spending worrying and in fear, God is beginning to work the situation out. And, and how many times have we laid in bed at night and thought about things and run them through our minds and in the next morning we see that God has already worked the whole situation out and God has already been, been there and we think, why did we spend all that time worrying and fretting about what was going to happen when God had it all in His hand? We thought that the devil, and a lot of times we think, well, the devil is getting the upper hand. Let me tell you something, the devil never gets the upper hand on the child of God. We know that's what faith is. Faith is knowing that we can lay everything in the hands of God and that He is the one that can take care of them. That's right. 
And that's really all that God was was requiring of these is, is that they would have faith. God was going to do the rest of it. God was, God was going to make sure that Jesus was born. God was going to make sure that they were taken care of. God was going to make sure that the world would know that He was the Savior. God was going to take care of it. All He said is, don't be afraid, fear not. And that's what God is telling you today. Be careful how much of the news you watch. Be careful how much of the things that you hear. Why? Because if it brings fear into you, fear is of the devil. Fear is not of God. Now we all know there's a natural fear. There's a fear that tells you not to step out in front of a semi-truck. There's a fear that tells you not to jump into, a, into an ocean that, that is you know, during a storm. There's a fear that, that, that God has embedded in us that keeps, keeps you alive. Amen? That's not what he's talking about. Fear of, of many times the, the things that, that we know will never happen. Do you know that? A lot of the things that you spend your time fearing yeah. will never happen in your life. There are things that will never be resolved. Let me tell you, there, and, and, and the, the world is, is depending upon that. I thought of that the other day. I, you know, I've been, since I've retired, I've been trying to get some insurance. And let me tell you, they think of everything. They think of everything that could, could happen. Amen. They, they, you know, they want to know all this about you and all this. Why? Because they, they are looking for the risk. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not looking for any of that. Amen. I'm, I'm looking to be blessed of God because that's what He has said. I'm looking to, be, to live in peace. I'm, li- I'm looking that God is going to be at the center of my life. And so I know one thing is I put it all in His hand and I trust Him. I do not have to fear. Fear will try to come in. Fear will try to rob your joy because that's what it will do. Fear will rob your joy. It will rob your peace and it will paralyze you. You to where you never do anything for God. That's right. Amen. That's the reason why a lot of people are afraid to do anything for God. Yep. You know, I, when when people get up and sing, you know, we all think, "Wow, that you know that, that that's something." Let me tell you something. There's there's fear that comes into your heart as soon as you stand and pick this up and begin to talk to somebody. You, you know, you think, well, you know, I'm ready to do something for God until you get this in your hand. And you're like, what did I do? Amen, brother. Amen. But if you overcome that fear, you'll be able to do something for God and sing. I mean, God, uh, not everybody's called to sing. But if you step out and do something for God, like Peter did, because that's what Jesus told Peter. He, he said, what? Get out of the boat and start to walk. Uh-huh. Come on. Come on out with me on the water. And I'm sure all the rest of them in the boat were saying, Peter, you can't walk on water. Look at those waves. You would certainly die if you went out into those waves. And Jesus is calling him to come. And for a moment, Jesus or, or Peter said, Jesus, here I come. And what did he do? He stepped out of the boat. It's time for the church to step out of the boat. It's time for the church to get out. And to say, you know what? We're able to do the supernatural because I know a supernatural God is saying, come on out into the water. It's saying, come on out to where I'm at. Come out to meet me. And as you step out of the water, you might say, well, no, 
only walked one step. That's further than you ever walked on water. That's more than you ever done for God. Let me tell you. And and so it says though. But I believe when he turned around and looked at those doubters behind him, he began to sink. Let me tell you something. It's begin. It's time for you to begin to leave the doubters in the boat. It's time for you to leave the people that are dragging you down in the boat and to start to walk with Jesus. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear paralyzes you. Fear is what keeps you in the boat. Fear of doing anything for God. Because I'm going to tell you something. It is a challenge to serve God if you're going to do it. If you're going to serve God, it's a challenge. It's a challenge when He says, step out and pray for somebody that's sick. Step out and witness to someone that needs to know Christ. Step out and give something to somebody that you really needed. And see what God is able to do. Praise the Lord. See what God is able to do when you begin to extend your faith. But you can't do it when you always have and are controlled by fear. That's right. And if you're always controlled by fear, you will never do anything. There's some people there, they stay right where they're at in their, in their life because they're, they're in fear. Some people are afraid to get out of their house. Yes, that's true. I heard the other day, there's some people that, that have never got out, out of their house since March of 2020. I'm not saying you shouldn't, shouldn't be cognizant of what's going on, but let me tell you something. That's not healthy as well. Controlled by fear. Fear not. Because you see, fear will bring you into a place where you mentally cannot operate. And I've seen a lot of people that were in so much fear that it controlled them. While Joseph thought on those things, you see, fear quickly rapidly will consume your mind. It will consume your mind. And it won't only consume your mind, but it will consume your body as well. And as Joseph thought on those things, I'm sure he thought that this could be the death of Mary, actually. She could be stoned. At the very least, she would be scorned. People, he thought, people are going to call Mary a bad person. Instead, they called her blessed. That's right. You see, he didn't have to worry about Mary. Because Mary, God has already taken care of her. Mary was a young Virgin that was cognizant of a God that was able to do a miracle. Mary knew what was happening. Although she had fear, she relinquished it to God and said, Nevertheless, Lord, be it unto you. You see, he thought of all the bad, and that's what fear does. 
causes you to think of all the bad. And instead, God was ready to do a miracle. Joseph, thou son of David. I have it underlined in my Bible. Fear not. Yes. Fear not. And then what did he say? To take Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. You see, all he needed was a word from God. And it made everything all right. You see, all you need this morning is a word. That's the reason why we should be people of the word. Because a lot of people are living in fear and, and anguishing uh, over a lot of things. But let me tell you something. When you begin to get into the word and to know the word, the word will set you free. The Bible says that He sent His Word and He healed our disease. That means that, that that's everything in our life. He has touched you. He has, he has ministered you. And God can do it through His Word. That's right. Amen. God can do it with a Word that He says, Fear not. And maybe some of you, maybe this Word was for you today. Maybe you're living in fear of what might happen. Let me tell you something. Get out of the boat and start to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning and I pray that each and every one that is watching by Facebook and those that are here today, that God, that you begin to, uh, Lord, to minister to us by your precious spirit today. I pray that the infilling of the Holy Spirit will come upon each and every one that's here today. God, that you would pour out, pour out your spirit upon each and every one of us. And that God, not that we just have a feeling, but God, we go out of here with power and might. Not fearing the devil, but giving the, the devil a black eye. For we know, Jesus, that you are the Savior. And you overcame this world. And God, you called us to be overcomers as well. Lord, at this Christmas time, Lord, let us not fear, but serve you with a wholeness of heart. And we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory this day. In Jesus' name.